At the end of each year, we devote the last episode of Stana Talk Radio to taking a look back at the timeline of events in the professional career of Stana Kadic. 2016 was yet another busy year for our favorite actress, producer, entrepreneur, and philanthropist. It was a year of change and growth, and also another amazing year to be a fan of hers, with public appearances, movie premieres, and big announcements of new projects on the horizon. Although tonight's show is hitting airwaves just a little bit behind target, it's still a great time to look back on 2016 and all of the fond memories and accomplishments from last year. We hope you enjoy this 2016 Stana Year in Review. On Monday, January 4th, Castle Cast and Crew resumed production on Season 8 of the show. 2016 was off and rolling when Stana and Castle fans did it again, and Stana was awarded with her third People's Choice Award for Favorite TV Crime Drama Actress. Stana thanked her fans and the cast and crew of Castle on a couple of different occasions. Here are some clips of what Stana had to say about winning the award for the third time. How do you feel about winning the PCA? Super sonic, magnifique, très très cool, et très très chic. I genuinely look at um, you guys uh, over, especially this year, and watch how much talent we are fortunate enough to work with here. And I know that this character is beloved because it's a group effort. So thank you guys. I just need to hold this. On February 6th, Stana attended the Directors Guild of America Awards held at the Hyatt Regency Century Plaza in Los Angeles. Stana stunned on the red carpet wearing a Roxanda sleeveless black column dress with a blue and neon pink ruffled neckline. She looked beautiful. On Monday, February 8th, 2016, the ninth episode of the eighth season of Castle, entitled Tone Death, written by Robert Bella and directed by Hanel Culpepper, aired. The body of an ex-con turned acapella singer is found during Martha's singing rehearsal and the team enters the world of competitive acapella. Meanwhile, Castle and Beckett act infuriated towards each other in front of Ryan and Esposito in an effort to maintain the facade of separation. However, this plan backfires and Castle and Beckett are forced to tell the boys that they're having respective affairs with a sexy Russian model named Svetlana and a Dr. Livingstone. On Sunday, February 14, 2016, the 10th episode of the 8th season of Castle, entitled Witness for the Prosecution, written by Terrence Paul Winter and directed by Bill Rowe, aired. Five months ago, while Castle was at a party, a woman was murdered, and Castle witnessed a waitress appearing to stab the victim. In the present, Castle is an eyewitness to the waitress's trial, but her defense attorney, who is connected to Loxat, not only humiliates Castle, but also causes Castle to doubt himself. Castle tries to delay the trial in order to find the truth. On Monday, February 15, 2016, the 11th episode of the 8th season of Castle, entitled Dead Red, written by Jim Adler and directed by Jeannot Swark, aired. When the son of a Russian diplomat is murdered, Vasily, a cheery embassy official and a fan of Castle's, is sent to observe the team's investigation. Beckett asks Castle to chaperone him, but it soon becomes clear that there's more to Vasily than meets the eye. On Saturday, February 20th, and Sunday, February 21st, we took Los Angeles by storm and hosted our second Stana FanFest gathering. Fans traveled from across the globe to attend SFF 2016. We had friends from Italy, the UK, France, Australia, and even Singapore. On Saturday, Stana surprised everyone by having a coffee truck outside of the hotel where we met up. We set it up where we would all go outside for a group photo, and then Stana just happened to tweet about enjoying the morning coffee. At that point, we revealed that the coffee truck that was parked right there was actually a gift from Stana to all of her fans at Stana FanFest. What an epic surprise. Other than the surprise coffee from Stana, Stana FanFest was a chance to meet up with fellow fans, many of whom we only communicate with on social media platforms or on the air on STR. It's always amazing to meet face-to-face. -face. Inside the venue in our ballroom, our purple-themed ballroom, 
We had a map to show where everyone traveled from, an Instagram photo booth with amazing props, thanks to Stephanie, and different tables to make donations to Stana's causes, record audio greetings to use later on our show, and we played games as a group, which were a ton of fun. Day two of Stana Fan Fest consisted of a walking tour of castle filming locations in downtown Los Angeles. Cheryl and Stephanie had mapped out a ton of key filming locations used on the show, and we set off on foot to see them all. Our route winded its way through downtown for more than seven miles in total. We carried the Instagram photo frame with us the entire way for some really fun photo ops. It was a fun-filled weekend to remember forever. Thank you to everyone who helped us with the event, whether it was help at the registration table or one of the other stations or taking pictures, and of course to all the fans who traveled far and wide to join us for the weekend. And last but not least, a very special thank you to Stana and to Ella Brew Coffee for the amazing drinks on that Saturday morning. If you're in the LA area, check out Ella Brew Coffee, elevating your coffee experience. Wasn't that perfect? When Stephanie and I walked oh, in, yeah. what was her name who showed it to us? Chloe? Chloe. Uh, when, when she we walked in, they were both like grinning like little kids. You know, this is perfect. It's purple. <laughs> Everything so. was purple, and the lights were purple, and yeah, it was, it was a good sign for Sana Fan Fest. And I know you guys liked it, everybody that's on here right now, Brenda's, Terry, because everybody seems happy. I, I know that um, one of the, the bonuses is to just simply be in a room where everybody does get you. You know, they understand how much you enjoy this actress and, you know, want to promote, support her yourselves. And each person who is in this community, it's not about Cheryl. It's not about Mia or Elena. It's about all of us together. We're a group of people that just um, love to support and cheer on our actress. Well, in my case, favorite actress, Donna Caddick. So, um just thank you all mm-hmm. for coming. I, I loved doing it, and I've already been asked, when are we doing the next one? I also would like to uh, reiterate uh, a big thank you to you guys who put in all the effort to make Stana Fan Fest uh, such a uh, great success, and I really appreciated all your hard work. Um, one of my highlights was the walking tour that you and I believe Stephanie had, had mapped out and put together I was amazed at uh, the great walking route you guys had set up, and I loved I loved that. That was probably one of my highlights because I I do I am a walker and I do love the out- outdoors. And that day couldn't have been any nicer. And just getting a tour of um, downtown LA um, was an eye opener. Um, and I just I really thoroughly enjoyed all that went into you guys setting that up. It, that was just um, a real highlight for me. On Monday, February 22nd, 2016, the 12th episode of the 8th season of Castle entitled The Blame Game, written by Michael Zabidi and directed by Jessica Yu, aired. Following the murder of an investigative journalist, Castle and Beckett are abducted and placed in separate rooms with strangers and forced to play their captors' mind games. Esposito, Ryan, Alexis, and Haley race against time to rescue them. On February 27th, Stana attended the Film Independent Spirit Awards in Santa Monica, California. She wore a silk chartreuse off-the-shoulder gown with a brown and gold embellished shoulder strap by designer Alberta Ferretti and heels by Giuseppe Zanotti. What does it mean to you to have indie spirit? How would you define it? Well, I think independent spirit is a renegade filmmaker's spirit. So um, it requires uh, taking some storytelling risk. Um, It requires uh, a certain kind of sense of community. Whenever I've done independent film, everyone on the film gives it their all. So even if you are a makeup artist, you might be lugging camera equipment to get to the next location because everyone cares about making the best film possible. On Monday, February 29th, 2016, the 13th episode of the 8th season of Castle entitled And Justice for All, written by Adam Frost and directed by Kate Woods, aired. A nighttime zoo caretaker, an ESL, English second language student, is found dead in a pit of poisonous snakes. Castle, suffering from writer's block, convinces Beckett to let him help with the case. 
Castle goes undercover as an ESL student to get information from the other students, but it may not be easy understanding them, let alone getting them to talk. Meanwhile, Beckett's team finds that their victim may not be as innocent as he seems. Castle also remembers a bit of where he was when he went missing. In early March, Stana fans were delighted to find a sleek new design at her official website, StanaCaddock.com, featuring beautiful photographs taken by photographer Lionel DeLuy. In early March, Stana's yellow painting was auctioned off to benefit Her Arts in Action, a nonprofit organization benefiting women and children in Burkina Faso. The following clip was from our news story that week. Recently, Stana donated her time and creative talent to participate in the first annual celebrity art auction to benefit Her Arts in Action, a nonprofit organization um, which was founded in. 2011 and awarded official nonprofit status in 2014. And the mission of Her Arts in Action is to produce and sell environmentally friendly artwork that educates on global topics, creates social change, and in turn funds sustainability projects in Burkina Faso. The vision is that Her Arts in Action contributes to the attainment of sustainable socioeconomic status, including education, employment, and health for the women and children of Burkina Faso based on the stated need and desires of the people and in a manner respectful of the culture. The money raised by uh, the Her Arts in Action organization helps with access to healthy drinking water and education. And 100% of the funds raised from the Celebrity Art Auction will help Her Arts in Action build wells as well as toilets in Tiabele, Burkina Faso in West Africa. And today, March 22nd, is World Water Day, and Stana's painting is still up for auction over on eBay until 9 p.m. Pacific time, so a little under three hours left to bid. Um, and Stana's painting is <laughs> really cute. I was I looking think. <laughs> 5800 Yeah, the current bid is at... <laughs> $5,800, um, but free shipping. <laughs> but you know what? The last, like, 30 minutes of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's always exciting to watch the last kind of bidding, yeah, that breaks out. Um, yeah, there's definitely strategy to the online bidding. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you have especially highly coveted items. <laughs> yeah, obviously an auto bid is the way to go, but um <laughs> pre preset your limit and just let it go, you know. Mhm. <laughs> and um so to see the listing for Stana's painting and see the other celebrity um paintings, you can visit ebay.com/usr/herarts Sorry, her arts in action um bf and um oh yeah and so Stana's painting it's um it's a 9 by 11 inch canvas um yeah acrylic painting created by Stana herself um we probably have all seen the photos of Stana um it was at i think it it was um Chris uh Polaha Mm-hmm. Um, and he was working on Castle that day and then um, took, like, the canvas over to Stana and had her um, participate, So and she agreed to participate. So it's really cool and a very good cause. On Monday, March seventh, 2016, the 14th episode of the eighth season of Castle, entitled The GDS, written by Alexi Hawley and directed by John Trelesky, aired. Castle, Alexis, and Haley go to Los Angeles in search of answers for his missing two months. At the same time, he is extended an invitation from a prestigious detectives club in exchange for solving the murder of one of their members, who was tracking an elusive bi-coastal serial killer called The Phantom. Competing for membership is another investigator, Kendall Frost. As their investigation progresses, Castle learns a dark secret from Haley that she knew Castle through his father, during his missing two months. On March 21st, the day that the Castle episode Fidelis Ad Mortem was scheduled to air, Stana and episode writer Chad Gomez Creasy spent their lunch hour answering fan questions over on Stana's Facebook page. 
The first post was actually a comment from director Rob Bowman about Beckett-centric episodes and how complex and exciting those episodes are. During the Q&A, Stana answered questions about the character of Beckett, working on Castle for so many seasons, and other fun topics. Here's the clip. Yesterday on Monday, March 21st, Chad Gomez-Creasy, writer of last night's Awesome Castle episode, and Stana took time out of their busy day to do a Q&A over on Stana's Facebook page. So if you missed out on the um, live chat, the live question and answer sesh, you can still see Stana and Chad's answers to fan questions over on her page. Um, that was a nice surprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were some people who had some difficulties in the European area to get into that Facebook chat. Um, I, I did see several um, sites have conglomerated all of the questions yeah, and answers. Yeah. So go look for those if you if you or if you don't even have a Facebook and you just want to see it all right in a row. There's plenty of them out there already. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we posted. Um, well, our amazing friend Stephanie posted. Um, some like screen caps of some of Stana's answers. Um, I'm looking at the one. I can read this one. Um, she said, "This is this is what Stana had to say about her dedicated Castle fans." Stana said, "Did this show us some of the most ardent and dedicated fans of any project out there? I know some of you traveled over from X Files, and thank you for making that journey. Others were fans from the Whedon world. Thank you for that." And then we built a group of people that just found this story on their own and fell in love with the characters, their crime-solving shenanigans, and all their idiosyncrasies. We exist because of you watching. Thank you. You've made many dreams come true and have built a new family. Castle. Yay. So um, both Donna and Chad had um, some really nice replies to fan questions. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> she had some really, really nice ones, of them to yeah. do that. One of them was some of them funny too. Yeah. You know, use use some use something in a sentence. Oh no, use your name in a sentence or something like that. <laughs> she put Donna Caddick. It was so funny. <laughs> was so On Monday, March twenty first, twenty sixteen, the fifteenth episode of the eighth season of Castle entitled Fidelis Ad Mortem, written by Chad Gomez Creasy and directed by Rob Bowman, aired. An NYPD Academy recruit is shot and killed with a gun belonging to a fellow recruit. Beckett puts the remaining members through mock training drills, including interrogations, to try to ferret out the killer. Espo and Ryan also learn of a steroid ring at the academy. Meanwhile, Castle tells Beckett of what he's learned in Los Angeles that he knew about Loxat a year ago, and he had his memories erased to protect her. In honor of Stana's birthday and to celebrate her entire birthday month, we organized a couple of projects for Stana fans to participate in, including a book and gift card drive to benefit Children's Hospital Los Angeles, in addition to collecting car-free pledges for the month of April and posting them on our website. We announced our birthday activities in March in the shows leading up to April and continued to collect donations and car-free pledges for the rest of the month. On Monday, April 4th, 2016, the 16th episode of the 8th season of Castle, entitled Heartbreaker, written by Barry O'Brien and directed by Tom Wright, aired. An armored car driver is killed and the money is stolen during a drop-off. Clues at the scene are similar to an auction house heist that Espo worked nine years ago. Sonia Ruiz was one of the three involved in that heist and is still in prison. She was also Espo's fiancé at the time. She's given a furlough and helps Espo track down another member of her former team, as Ryan learns she might still be linked to the current case. Meanwhile, Kate has moved back into the castle place, and they mutually agree to hunt Loxat together. However, she cannot get used to his home operating system, Lucy. April 11th was the final day of filming for Castle Season 8, and what we as fans would soon find out was the final day of filming the entire series. On Monday, April 11th, 2016, the 17th episode of the 8th season of Castle, entitled Death Wish, written by Stephanie Hicks and directed by Bill Rowe, aired. The murder of a member of a Turkish smuggling ring leads the team on a search from an item believed to be Aladdin's lamp. Meanwhile, Martha needs Castle's help in getting a certain celebrity to endorse her book, Oprah Winfrey. Also, Ryan's wife, Ginny, gives birth to a baby boy, 
whom they named Nicolas Javier. April 18, 2016 was a dark day in history for Stana fans. It was announced that Castle planned to continue with Season 9 without Stana portraying Kate Beckett and without Tamela Jones playing Lainey. Stana and Castle fans very loudly voiced their disappointment, sadness, and anger over the decision via social media outlets. Here at STR, we tried our best to stay positive and see the silver lining in the situation, which was that Stana would be free to explore other creative projects such as additional film or television roles, or perhaps move forward with some projects for her production company, Cine Timore. But nevertheless, we were deeply saddened to learn the news. On Monday, April 18th, 2016, the 18th episode of the 8th season of Castle entitled Backstabber, written by Robert Bella and directed by Jessica Yu, aired. Haley's MI6 friend asked her to break into a building and load spyware into a computer for proof of an affair. Haley and a partner break in, and the plan goes off without a hitch, but Haley's partner is found dead in the same building the next day. Haley must find out the real reason for the spyware while making sure the precinct doesn't know she was involved. She comes clean just before it's unveiled that the spyware was a worm that collapsed London's power grid, and she is the apparent patsy. On Monday, April 25th, 2016, the 19th episode of the 8th season of Castle entitled Dead Again, written by Rob Hanning and directed by Bill Rowe, aired. Alan, a city inspector, has had two attempts made on his life, but comes out fine both times, which makes Castle think Alan's a superhero and has Lainey doubting her medical expertise. Meanwhile, Vikram finds out that Caleb Brown, the defense attorney, met with Loxat in Los Angeles around the same time that Castle was there during his missing two months. Beckett tries to convince Caleb to work with her to take down Loxat. Caleb gives Beckett a phone, which could be used to find Loxat's identity. This year, Stana's birthday happened to fall on a Stana Tuesday. As we have for the past several years, we threw a big birthday bash live on the air to celebrate all things Stana. The following clip was from our show when we announced the grand totals raised from the book and gift card drive for Stana's birthday to benefit the Literally Healing Program at Children's Hospital Los Angeles. Okay, well, to start off, if uh, you follow us on um, Facebook or Twitter, um, we posted the final totals for the Literally Healing, well, the book and gift card drive that we did in honor of Stana's birthday. And our grand totals were just astounding. They were really awesome. Um, Thank you for that drum roll. (laughs) Um, So we ended up raising a grand total of $3,025 for the Literally Healing Program and a total of 793 brand new books for their program at Children's Hospital Los Angeles. (laughs) I meant to to hit that one. (laughs) So that is just fantastic. Um, Thank you to everybody who participated and, you know, uh, took part in that last month to help celebrate Stana's birthday and to help support a really great cause that is near and dear to Stana's heart and that is just a, a great cause to participate in. Yeah, I just... It's amazing what we can do when we work together. On Monday, May 2nd, 2016, the 20th episode of the 8th season of Castle, entitled Much Ado About Murder, written by Christine Room and directed by Hanel Culpepper, aired. Zane Cannon, a film star turned theater actor, is stabbed to death while rehearsing alone. While the team investigates Zane's dealings in Spanish Harlem, Castle gets abducted by a cartel, but only to be asked to write a screenplay about the gang leader, Oso. He tells Castle that Zane wanted to buy the film rights. Oso's brother, Hector, gives a clue about the killer. After solving the case, Castle and Beckett's dinner is interrupted by a package delivered containing Oso's biography. She then gets a call that Oso, in jail for the abduction and subsequent shootout, has escaped. (laughs) 
On Monday, May 9th, 2016, the 21st episode of the eighth season of Castle entitled Hell to Pay, story by Jim Atler, teleplay by Adam Frost and Nancy Q, and directed by John Terleski, aired. During a power outage, Alexis and Haley get an unexpected axe-wheeling visitor who promptly dies from a previous wound. While the team investigates the murder, Castle becomes increasingly obsessed with the idea he is marked for death and the end of days may be coming. On May 12th, ABC's Castle learned its fate, and we as fans heard the news that the show would not continue on without Kate Beckett for Season 9, and that the Season 8 finale, Crossfire, would be the series finale. On Monday, May 16, 2016, the 22nd episode of the 8th season of Castle, the season finale, and the series finale, entitled Crossfire, Written by Alexi Hawley and Terrence Paul Winter and directed by Rob Bowman, aired. As the rest of the team investigates a body found burned in the trunk of a car, Castle, Beckett, and Vikram are given instructions from Loxat via phone for Caleb to deliver a flash drive to Loxat's accountant. Espo later calls Beckett to say the body in the trunk was identified as Caleb's. The drop-off is a trap, resulting in a shootout. Castle and Beckett are saved by Mason Woods of the L.A. Detectives Club. Castle goes home to check on his family while Beckett learns who torched Caleb. Impatient, Castle goes to find Beckett but is captured by Loxat's henchmen and is given a truth serum which jeopardizes everyone he was told about Loxat. Beckett is picked up by Mason who is soon exposed as Loxat. The precinct saves Castle from death but he must save Beckett from Loxat. Back home safely, Castle is shot by Caleb, who is then killed by Beckett. Wounded, she crawls to Castle. Seven years later, the two enjoy breakfast while their children play. Around the time we learned that originally Stana would not be continuing as Beckett on Castle, and then finally when the show ultimately was canceled, we started having some Tribute to Kate Beckett episodes of Stana Talk Radio, to discuss this actress and character we loved and admired so much for so many years. The following is a tribute of sorts, featuring clips gathered from our shows about Stana's portrayal of Beckett and some of our favorite Kate Beckett moments on Castle. She's been by far my favorite character of all time. My, you know, just the person that I just loved dearly and always look forward to ter- tuning in to see what, how she would act, how she would portray her emotions. Um, just everything that she did, I just was, was so involved in everything that she was trying to portray on screen. And I, and I tribute, you know, Donna for playing that character to the nine because there's, I don't think there's anybody that could have portrayed that character in the depths that she did because she bought into that character. She made it her own. And for me, that is like the ultimate talent because, you know, she was a relative newcomer to, you know, mm-hmm. acting. And she just wowed. Like, obviously, when they hired her, they said she wowed right from the beginning. And, you know, I think she's just you know, the depths of her strength, as Castle once told her, she she just had the depths of strength. And just, I guess, to answer your question, she's by far the most riveting character and the best character uh, that I've ever, ever had the privilege of watching. Kill shot. Yeah, that episode really brought to light to me the talent that this uh, actress had. And just following her in her personal journey as Kate Beckett, I mean, like I said, it, it's it's hard to put into words the emotions that you have when you're, yeah, it is just a television show, but there are so many things that you, you can see in your own life or in your own surroundings that are very similar, but yet different. <clears throat> and I also like the way that one minute she could make you laugh, and the next minute you were crying right with her. She's just a phenomenal actress, and I'm trying to think of this as her moving on to doing much better things and getting 
all the uh, awards and accolades and uh, that she so deserves. It was really quickly clear that there was something special with the, you know with, with the two of them, but especially with her and just her ability to really bring this character to life. And I think that she's really she's been the emotional kind of heart of the show all along. The thing is, at the moment I fell in love with uh, Kate Beckett. It was also Stana audition thing. The the one in the room where she said, "Don't think you figured me out." She was so incredible, different from anything on TV. In that moment, it was the show, yeah. it was the writing, it was the the wonderful light that we had in uh, season one. But I, I think she brought something that wasn't around on TV. And she kept uh, kept over and over doing that for uh, all this season. She was real. The emotions are incredible. I, I mean, there are not many actors that can break the wall between Queen and audience. She, you forget you are watching something on TV. It's mm-hmm. like having a, a friend in a room feeling something. And this um, incredible emotion is what are uh, bringing their riots on uh, social media in this day. Because she was able to bring us in the story and not just bring us a story. That's something incredible Stana did for me that character has imprinted in my life so strongly that it's, it is. It's like losing a friend or a family member. And it, it's mm-hmm. hard. Um, I think the character was great, the way the writers had written Beckett. Um, and I think that whole story was a very strong story. Um, but there was something uh, about Stana that brought it to life and made it real, and Beckett was in our house weekly, and so it was like she was part of the family, and you went through struggles, her ups and her downs and her fun times and her sad times with her, and it, and it just, it was like part of your life, and I think that's that's what's so hard for me. There's just something about her when she just captivates you and just draws you right in, and it's it, there's something, it's it's magical about her and and her acting ability and um and that's what that's what I um so enjoy and and will miss that first episode when he was you know figuring out her story backstory that mm-hmm. she could bring that much depth to a character that she'd only played for you know such a short amount of time like you really felt like she had a history that he was finding out you know it was just she was just so good, even when she didn't speak, how good she was. Oh, I just wanted to say that um, Kate Beckett brought me to Stana, which brought me to this, which I've made so many wonderful friends through this. It's just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So I'll always be thankful for her character. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm one of the ones who's just going to choose that. It ended on season seven on the finale, and um, the rest of it was just in a, a different show. I think um, there's tons and tons of stories we've heard of people. I mean, I know in my case, some of my dearest friends I have now uh, all came out of uh, meeting them at Castle events or or meeting each other online. Um, I think what Andrew created in these characters as a whole, this whole show, really brought all walks of life, so to speak, together for for different reasons, but we all fell in love with these characters. She's put everything she could into preparing and performing this character, doing her research, getting to inside the minds of the writers and the directors to do the performances that they're wanting, and she did it. She knocked it out of the park, and each one of us as fans um, are saying all these wonderful things tonight about Stana's performance as bringing this character to life called Kate Beckett. 
in Secret Safe with Me where she has is telling Castle about the stick man and and the you know the oh, what's the hang on what's the saying that she says that um even on the worst even days, on the worst days. And mm-hmm. the reason the reason that that always sticks with me is because I use that myself. So ever since I've heard that, it's been a saying that when something for me is not going well or I'm feeling down about something, I will tell myself that, and I and it helps me to look for something that's a bit better out, out of the situation. So. That one actually has like personal meaning for me. It, it impacted me when I watched it and I've carried that through like the three seasons and that's something personal for me. So that Beckett moment is is like, yeah, something that has personally impacted me mm. because I use that. I use that saying in my head. I don't say it out loud, obviously, but but it's a reminder to me that, you know, bad things happen and they do and they keep... And they will. Everybody has ups and downs and, you know, we have good things, bad things. But even on those bad days, there's always something that you can find, you know, that is is not bad. It might yeah. be small, but it's there if you look for it. So, yeah. so yeah. that's for me that, you know, the episode I loved, but not it's not one of my top episodes. I just, it's that part of it that has had that personal impact on me. She just brought such depth, I think, of of emotion and the ability to communicate so much through the character of Kate Beckett without even the dialogue. I think just you know the yeah. facial expressions that that are really at the end of the day they're they're Stana, right? I mean, she's portraying this character, but her ability to you know with one look kind of go from communicating you know confidence to, you know, concern or uncertainty or discontent. I, I mean, it's just an amazing ability to, to bring this character into our homes and, and really make all of us feel what we're feeling right now for yeah. for the loss of this character. The character, aside from what everybody else has said, is, to me, it also, it also taught this message of it doesn't matter, you know, what you've been through in your life. It doesn't matter how hard things have been. Um, it doesn't matter, you know, how many how many different things get thrown your way. But there's always hope that, you know, you can sort of rise above that and uh, and be better for it. And I think that's that's what her character has always um, shown. That you know, she's she's very flawed. She's made her mistakes, but at the end of the day, she's always come out of it better for having gone through those situations. Um, and I think that's a rare thing that we, we don't mm-hmm. see very often on TV. There's not a lot that I'll miss from her because she has made such a big impact on me that I can always uh, pull from her inspiration that she and, and the impact that she has had on me. Uh, but I think the, the one thing that I'll miss most is is um, the her quote, physically being there on my television every Monday night and uh, continuing to see her grow as a character and a person uh, to further uh, inspire and impact me and others as well. You know what? Actually, um, Ellen, our friend who usually calls in and talks, she wrote on Facebook, and I think she she states it a lot better than I would be able to hear off the Okay, what you say? But Ellen says, can't be there for the show tonight, but did want to contribute by saying, what won't I miss about Kate Beckett? She was the <laughs> whole package. Smart, beautiful, strong role model. Whatever was happening in my life, I knew that for one hour every Monday night, I could watch this amazing actress, Donna Caddick, bring Kate Beckett to life. I will miss the ability she had to make me laugh one moment, then cry in the next, and she has one of those smiles that lights up the room. While it still angers me that she will no longer come into our lives every Monday night, I will never forget the joy she brought to my life for the last eight years. Um, and I'll be you know, forever grateful to Stana for just the the life and the passion and the inspiration that she that she brought to that character that we all 
just fell in love with. It's 723 where Beckett is asked to run for the Senate. And from the beginning of that scene, I watched that scene probably about 20 times. I'd play it back and I'd play it again. I mean, I'd rewind it and play it again. I think it's the surprise. I wrote this down. The surprise, the hurt, the pain, the anger, the pride, the strength, and then the love at the end when she just lets them have it. And then, you know, in return, that's what they were looking for. And, you know, watching that, I kept thinking, yeah, that's what I'm looking for, the strong character, that female character that, you know, women can do it all these days. You know, we're not... Um, you know, pigeonholed into certain categories or labeled certain categories. We can do a lot of things. And I think that scene kind of, just the expressions on her face and those feelings that I had watching it, that really got me. So that's one of my favorites. So I had to pick that one. Um, But I guess just of the whole series for the entire, every season, um, from the very first one, I'm like Terry. She hooked me with um, the scene in the, um, flowers for your grave, where she says, I don't think you know me, you know, um, that the look she gives him is just, uh, anyway, is her care. So the whole season, it's her care for the victims. I mean, her justice for them, her, you know, staring at that murder board for hours and days and, you know, trying to figure out who did this and the care she gave with the families that, you know, had victims, you know, I, um, I like the one with spot, spot, spots or whatever, you know, and, you know, that family, she just kind of, she wanted to leave them with some, some kind of, you know, consoling feeling, you know. So over the entire show, which I don't know what I'm going to feel next Monday night. So, you know, I'll virtually be holding all of your hands while we watch this (laughs) that are going to watch it um, and see what they do. I mean, um, it's going to, hurt because just like you just said, Elena, it's going to be the last time we see Stana portraying Beckett on our screen. Um, obviously, we're so excited about all the other things that she has on in her future and on her plate already with these movies coming up, but definitely um, I have to watch Monday night because I feel like if I don't, I, would, I feel like I'm letting this You're like abandoning her. I know, and I won't do that. I won't. Yeah. You know, I I have been proud to be a Stana fan back when, and you know when she said, "I've never had fans before." Yep. You know, at at Peggy. Yep. Way back then, when so many people were there who were brown coats, yep. and the Stana Legion has grown, and so I I am proud to be a part of that, and I'm proud to be a part of this this group of people, and. You know, the, and to support this character, and I know she's a fake character. Like we've all, we all know in our hearts that she's a fake person. Even Stana says she likes it when this character inspires, and to her, she's a hero. Beckett is yeah. a hero, and I, she's a hero to a lot of us. And those moments will always be special. June twenty first was National Selfie Day, so Stana had some fun with fans. Over on her Twitter account, she posted some fun photos using some online apps, one of her as Batman. (laughs) In addition, some fans asked if she would do her now infamous 10 questions. Hashtag Ask Stana. Ask Stana. Question one. Stana, have you ever been to Naples? Answer. Yes, for pizza. Question two. Stana. Where would you want to travel that you haven't went before? Answer, Spain. Question three. Choose between an infinite bookstore and a ticket to a worldwide trip. Answer, impossible to choose. Question four. Stana, what do you love most about your fans? Answer, their patience. (laughs) Love her emoji. (laughs) Question five. Stana, what college were you a part of at University of Toronto? I'm in Woodsworth. Answer, Trinity. Question six. Stana, do you like Angelina Jolie? Answer, yep, she's badass. Question seven. Stana, are you watching any TV shows right now? Answer, billions. 
Ray Donovan, The Americans, etc. Basically, I'm a TV zombie. Gluttonous consumption of all mist boob tube. Question 8. Stana, can you share some of the songs you've listened to recently? Answer. Stana listed several of the songs that she's listened to recently. Ask Stana. Question 9. Stana, any unsolicited advice? Answer. Nah, not my bailiwick. And finally, question 10. Stana, it's National Selfie Day. How about treating your fans to a spontaneous selfie? Answer. Night, everyone. And she sent a beautiful picture of her and her puppy dog. On July 29th, Sister Cities had its world premiere at the Traverse City Film Festival in Michigan. The following is from the Traverse City Film Festival blog. Big things happened at the TCFF this year, one of them being the world premiere of Sister Cities at Lars Hochstad Auditorium. The show was sold out, the line worked its way around the building, in anticipation and excitement hung in the air. Director Sean Hainish and leading lady Amy Smart walked the red carpet and stopped for a quick photo op and toast before entering the auditorium, settling into their seats, watching the finished project, and seeing all of their hard work come to life on the big screen. Amy Smart was also inducted into the Traverse City Film Festival Walk of Fame that evening. Congrats to Amy and the cast and crew of Sister Cities for one heck of a premiere. August 23rd was the release date for the Castle Season 8 DVD box set. The retail list price was $45.99, but Amazon and Target were selling the set for $32.99. On August 31st, Sister Cities had a red carpet premiere in Hollywood at the Paramount Theater at Paramount Studios. In attendance were Jess Wexler, Troyan Belisario, Tom Everett Scott, Alfred Molina, and Kaya Gerber, in addition to director Sean Hainish and writer Colette Friedman. On September 17th, Sister Cities premiered on Lifetime. Based on the acclaimed stage play of the same name, written by Colette Friedman, Sister Cities tells the story of four estranged sisters, played by Stana Kadic, The Good Wife's Jess Wexler, Gossip Girl's Michelle Trachtenberg, and Pretty Little Liar's Troy and Belisario, who reunite to mourn after their mother's passing, only to discover a secret that could tear them apart. In Sister Cities, Stana portrays the role of Carolina, the oldest of the four sisters who is a lawyer on track to becoming a judge. This is what will happen. On a Friday afternoon, you'll call your sisters, and they'll come in for the weekends. I'm ready. Why is Mom still here? What time did you see her last? Last night. Where's the liquor? It's one. I didn't ask for the time. I just need a drink. On Monday, September 26th, Stana made her New York City stage debut in White Rabbit, Red Rabbit at the Westside Theater in New York City. A lot of people don't know actually what happened, and a few people have mentioned a little bit. Um, she did come out, and they do hand her the script right in front of all, all of us. So it's her mm-hmm. opportunity to see it live. So you actually, um, I think her ability, you know, she's a, an avid reader. So the fact that she could um, read, comprehend, and convey all those emotions and expressions that everybody's talking about, um, it demonstrated it right in front of us live. You know, all of that, you know, she would read it and then go, really? You know, and then sometimes you think it's her <laughs> saying it and she's really reading a script. So it was kind of, funny she's like no this is not me me but you know there's a there's a few parts in it so if you do live in new york i encourage you to go to this play i was really excited to see how uh sana was going to take that on and i just think that she was it was impact i mean just it's so impressive um just again um just a testament to how multi-talented she is and those sides of her that we saw um, for all those seasons on Castle, for eight years on Castle, and seeing her vulnerable and emotional, but then goofy and very and very funny, um, and just really on point with her um, comedic timing. Um, it was all those things wrapped into one, which I was also really happy to get to see, you know, to see live like that, to see unfold a very much, you know, um, just kind of off the cuff and 
And it's a it's a very thought provoking piece. Um, yeah. And at first, you're not really quite sure where it's going, and in terms of what the meaning of it is. But it is definitely a social commentary, and it makes you think. And you know, it, I think that people take away different things from it depending on your own personal experience with you know life in general and um, how the script kind of uh, like comes at you. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, there was a moment where Sana herself got, she got a little emotional. And at first I was like, mm-hmm. is she sweating or is she crying? And she did tear up a little bit. And um, I think just the, the, the meaning the, of the powerful like, meaning in the play itself and the script and the message from the playwright, it, it really kind of it got to her. It overwhelmed her, I guess, a bit. And um, so I definitely encourage anybody who's in the New York City area and is looking for a very unique piece of theater um, to go check it out because it's it it's something that you won't really forget. It's something that you have never seen before and probably won't really see much like it in the future. So uh, even without Stana as you know the uh, the actor, I, I definitely encourage it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and speaking of um, acts of kindness slash generosity, how about that scavenger hunt? <laughs> That awesome. Sana led fans on all over yeah. the New York area, New York City area. That was something else. I mean, I found it highly entertaining, and I wasn't even able to like participate in it. <laughs> but it was just fun seeing the clues and just I kept envisioning, you know, how people were just like running through the <laughs> streets looking for well, these. Well, I think some people kind of amped out at certain points. You know, you could kind of tell the theme after like the third one. So yeah. I think people were like, okay, I know I'm going to go to the castle often, or I'm going to go to here, I'm going to go there. What's really sure. funny to me are the stories of people, I think like um, Judy, who was at Bryant Park. <laughs> she went to have lunch with, I think it was Kate. And ah, she just after, uh-huh. she, just after she left, they did the Bryant Park one. It was kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> and then some, or, or maybe no, maybe that was Castle's Loft. I don't remember. Sorry, it was a loft, and then the other person that was there won it. So congratulations Aww. to all those people. I thought, yeah, it was fun. On October eighth, the Rendezvous made its world premiere at the Mill Valley Film Festival in Mill Valley, near San Francisco, California. The sold-out premiere was packed with Stana fans, as well as many cast and crew members from the film. Stana, her co-star Raza Jaffrey, and Meg Sioni were there, as well as director Amin Matalka and writer Trisha Gibbs. Composer Austin Wintory was also in attendance. Inspired by classic romantic capers such as North by Northwest and Romancing the Stone, the film is an adaptation of Sarah Isaiah's book, A New Song. Terrell Seltzer has written the script, which follows an unlikely pair who find themselves swept up in a deadly race to find a sacred Dead Sea scroll hidden in the ancient city of Petra. Stana portrays Rachel Rosman in the film. Dr. Rosman? It's about your brother, David. I'm sorry, Dr. Rosman, he passed away. I haven't seen him in three years. Where is he? Amon, Jordan. David found a scroll. Several religious groups are interested in this manuscript. Our job is to get the scroll. Keep it out of the crazy's hands. I can't leave until I find out what happened to David. She doesn't know anything. There's a particular fanatical sect calling themselves the Armageddonites. They think the scroll will hasten their desired goal. The end of days. Do you feel like breaking the rules for once? Why don't you try me? You wanted to know about David Rosen? Yes, he's my brother. People were after him. Are those guys following us? In Jordan, you were shown a symbol carved into his arm. Yes. What does it mean? Your brother was my friend. You put him here in danger. Anything can be a weapon for the right kind of imagination. What's going on? I work for the government. And we work for higher power. <laughs> Where'd your brother hide the scroll? I don't know. No! She doesn't know where the scroll is. The crazies don't know that. And frankly, Jake, neither do you. It always ends in a massacre. If it wasn't for me, you'd still be tied up getting punched by some guy trying to protect you. You have the gun? Jack, I don't do guns, okay? Really? Have you ever heard the joke about the beautiful Jewish woman and the Muslim man who went out into the desert? I'm Bedouin. I can get us out. It's in my blood. Jack, you were raised in Ohio. What are you doing? Channeling my inner Bedouin. My grandfather was the camel whisperer. Oh! 
I don't need you. You're off the case. She's my responsibility. Not anymore. God is coming for you, Ethan! Keep your head down. You think? You don't know what you've done. I spy with my little eye something beginning with S. Sand. Really, it's a, it's a, it's a great adventure film, as yeah. Stana says. Um, uh, we, we get to show the audience some wonderful locations we shot for a month, which is extraordinarily ambitious, what we shot for an independent film, right? Yeah. We were in... Where were we? When, when... Wadiram, which is where Lawrence of Arabia and The Martian was shot. Um, we were in Petra, which, of course, is where Raiders of the Lost Ark was shot. But this is, these are just epic places. Yeah. Um, that... and, and with a truly international crew as yes. well. Like, you know, this is something else, which independent filmmaking in that way... We had a lot of people who are willing to, to, to muck in and do long days and, 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 and work very hard yeah. to bring together a, a piece of independent film and tell that story, which is really wonderful. We had Palestinian crew, Jordanian crew, Israeli, Israeli crew, crew, French, French crew. Yeah. Croatian, Serbian, yeah. Yemeni. English, American. English. Yeah. A few Americans. Yeah. There. Well, some yeah. people from Brussels. Yeah. It's a real privilege to be here, actually. I've never been to the Mill Valley Film Festival before. Um, it's not only lovely seeing this area, it really is, but knowing the kind of heritage the festival has and knowing the kind of films that are screened here and what this festival means to people locally and, and the industry is really wonderful. So very honoured to be here. In late October, it was announced by Deadline that Stana would appear in the series Absentia. According to Deadline.com, Absentia centers on an FBI agent to be played by Stana, while hunting one of Boston's most notorious serial killers, the FBI agent disappears without a trace and is declared dead. Six years later, she is found in a cabin in the woods, barely alive and with no memory of the year she was missing. Returning home to learn her husband has remarried and her son is being raised by another woman, she soon finds herself implicated in a new series of murders. Just two days after Deadline announced Stana's role in Absentia, Stana tweeted, Boo! and we learned that she would also be appearing in a horror film entitled Cadaver. The film stars Shay Mitchell and is directed by Diedrich Van Ruyen, with a script written by Brian Sieve. On Friday, October 28th, Stana's Bookaboo episode was released on Amazon Prime Video. Stana and Bookaboo read the book Invisibil, written by Maureen Fergus and illustrated by Dusan Petricic. Um, Bookaboo, Stana's Bookaboo episode will be available for Amazon Prime members on October 28th, so also at the end of the month. Um, and I have the little blurb in case you're unfamiliar with Bookaboo. Um, it says, Meet Bookaboo, a world-famous rock puppy who tours the globe with his bandmates, Paws and Growler, playing drums to packed stadiums of adoring fans. Just one hitch, Bookaboo can't play without a story a day. Luckily, celebrity guests drop backstage on his Bookabus, to share their favorite books and coax them back on stage. Read along the illustrated books animated in this story time fun. So it's like a, um, you know, a children's reading program. And um, Stana makes an appearance in the first episode. And so, yeah. um, oh, it's going to be so cute. I can't wait, wait to see that. Oh, Nikki's going to love that, don't you think? Yeah, so I, I think I'm going to love it too. <laughs> Honestly, I love... Well, I love puppets. I really love puppets. And um, so this is, like, automatically appealing to me. <laughs> so, so cute. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure Nikki will love it, too. On November 28th, Stana, accompanied by her adorable niece, took part in the 14th annual tree lighting ceremony at the coolest winter celebration ever, Holidays, at Legoland in Carlsbad, California. At the lighting ceremony, Legoland also donated $10,000 on behalf of Stana to Children's Hospital Los Angeles. If you would, uh, Stana, tell us a little bit about your day here at Legoland. Oh, we had a fantastic time. We being me and my niece. Uh, we just uh, we got to experience some really wonderful rides and had a really entertaining time. But I think one of the highlights for me on this trip uh, was going to see one of the engineers make Lego pieces. And she made a very personalized one. Her name was Renata. And it was so extraordinary to show my niece, Renata, making Lego pieces and teaching us a bit about the engineering behind it. Because I thought, wow, what a great role model for my niece to see a female engineer. So there you go. Very, very cool. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, 
are, are, did you hear about the new Castle Hotel opening? We did. We were hoping that we're going to get another invite. I think uh, <laughs> we know some people that we can speak Good. with about that. Good. And, uh, you know, it's the holiday time, yeah. so I wanted to know if there's a particular charity or a nonprofit that's sort of close to your heart. Yes, yes. Um, I have been involved with children's welfare projects throughout the world over the years, and... Um, one of the ones that I've had the fortune of working with was the Children's Hospital Los Angeles. Uh, so uh, in coming here, I was grateful to be able to participate in that. To me, it's amazing if we can invest in a child's health and education, because uh, then I think we're kind of taking care of the next 100 years of, of our existence. Um, so I'm happy to participate in that and be, a, be uh, able to help in some way. Yeah, and we're so... Uh we're so happy that you brought that to, to us here with your visit uh, for our special ceremony. Uh, Children's Hospital Los Angeles is ranked number one in California and number seven across the nation, according to U.S. News and World Report. It started uh, back in 1901, and it was the very first children's hospital here in Southern California and remains today one of the largest children's hospitals in the entire nation. You can find out more at chla.org about, uh, about that organization. And uh, Peter, come back up here. Yep, and I'm happy to say, Stana, on your behalf, yeah. Legoland California is delighted to present to the Children's Hospital of Los Angeles this check for $10,000. <laughs> Well, that's it. We made it through our look back at Stana's 2016 year in review. And what a year it was. And this year is off to a great start already. So now we leave you with some notes of thanks and wishes to all of you for 2017. Thanks for listening. The following message is from our co-host, Elena, in Brooklyn, New York. To my dear STR family, it has been quite a year in my life. I've been spending most of my days being a mommy to my rapidly growing son and learning a lot as I go. I've always appreciated the love and support the STR community is always quick to give to one another, but I felt that love and support on a whole different level this year. I can only hope to pay forward in 2017 all the love and kindness I received in 2016. So from me to all of you, may 2017 be a year full of joy, success, love, and peace. All my love, Elena in Brooklyn. It's hard to believe another year has passed for us on STR. It's been an incredibly busy year, but also a great one that included the opportunity for me to meet up not once, but twice with my STR friends and make even more great memories. Stana FanFest back in February and Mill Valley Film Festival in October were definite highlights of the year. 2016 was also an emotional year as we said goodbye to our favorite television show and also said goodbye to having Stana grace our screens each week. But here on STR, we press on. We continue to support Stana in her professional career and wish the absolute best for her. I'd like to take this opportunity once again to thank all of you out there who listen to our show and continue to support us and support Stana. You are the people who make up this interesting community we love so much. And in uncertain times in our country and in our world, it's nice to have something to look forward to and take my mind off of things even for just two hours on Astana Tuesday. I'm grateful for our show, for amazing co-hosts, and for great friendships within this community. I wish for all of you health, healing, and compassion for yourselves and others as we navigate 2017 together. All my love, Mia in Oregon. I should have known better. Twenty sixteen was an extremely tumultuous year. 
but Stana fans are a force. We're a force whose strength and energy have an effect that produces such an electricity we somehow all can feel it together, everywhere. Yes, we may speak different languages and come from different cultures, but we have one thing in common. We're all fans of Stana Kadic. She inspires us. Stana inspires us, which also unites us in doing many great things in our own local communities, helping others and leading by example. She's shown us how we can be better stewards of our own planet. I personally thank each of you in this interesting community who share your experiences and give of your time, talents, and love throughout the year to make each time we meet something special. I look forward to all the opportunities we have in the new year, cheering for Stana, always. I think we can all agree our hope for the new year is peace on earth. Peace. I heard the bells on Christmas Day Their old familiar carols play And mild and sweet their songs repeat Of peace on earth, good will to men And the bells are ringing Like a choir